once again to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and as always, I am pleased and I'm honored to be your host and your commentator for another of our commentary shows, one of the shows that we have up on air and online 24-7 here at www.centerlefttalkradio. That's one word. CenterLeftTalkRadio.com. Uh, the online part, as I've as I mentioned once or twice in the past, uh, has to do with the fact that we have something called a um, hmm, a a radio loop. We call it. And it's precisely what it sounds like. It is a loop of the show running uh, at basically off a separate computer here in the studio. You hit the link to that loop at the aforementioned homepage and uh, basically pick up the show wherever it happens to be at that moment in the loop and listen in and get interested and do it in sort of, you know, an old-fashioned analog sort of a way. If you liked what you heard and you get to the end, don't worry, it'll start again right away. Uh, the other access point or methodology for us, of course, is as a podcast. That link is also there on the homepage. You're listening to us via one or the other. We're glad you are. Welcome to our show on the, um, what's today? Today this is the 6th of... December. What is it that's, uh, why am I? Yes, yes. Oh, I know. I know. Today is the formal day of the runoff election, the actual election day. It's Tuesdays. Uh, we, we've been through this too many times over the years talking about this, but the insanity uh, that we have uh, about sticking to Tuesdays as official election days. Fortunately, even in a state uh, as dedicated to uh, unvoting uh, or as dedicated to <laughs> manipulating the vote as Georgia and many and many other red states, well, red right now, again, to, by virtue of the way the, uh, uh, the gubernatorial race went one more time, uh, there, there is still all of this early voting and mail-in voting and, and dropping off your ballot voting. And apparently, apparently, literally somewhere in the range of 2 million votes had been cast before today in this election. The, uh, the polling on this, however this polling is done, uh, seems to suggest that... Um, a majority of it by by somewhere in the range of seven or eight points, if I've read or seen information about this uh, correctly presented, seems to be in favor of Raphael Warnock, the the current the incumbent right now, the um, the hobbled mentally hobbled uh, opponent. Uh, this uh, Herschel Walker, uh, great, great guy, you know, Heisman Trophy winner, all that stuff. Uh, not, forgive me, uh, not a brain in his head, and basically as inept and incapable of being a U.S. senator as any human being could possibly be. His only, his only claim to fame is that Donald Trump told him, Donald Trump told him that he wanted him to be uh, a senator, possibly because Donald had had dinner. I don't know. Whatever, whatever the hell drives Donald. And they keep feeding Walker lines to, to repeat he memorizes them that might be helpful. His most famous line is the one that is typically given in response to the realization that he doesn't have the mental capacity to form an opinion about anything and would not be able and wouldn't suddenly develop that capacity when when arriving in the US Senate to wit it comes down to basically he'll just simply say and do what he's told to do that's his job now the response he's been trained to give when that comment comes at him is well uh uh um uh, uh, my, my, my opponent uh, uh, voted 96, 97, nine, whatever, high 90% of the time uh, uh, with Biden, which in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in an odd sort of a way is, is 
is an honest well, well, there's more to that answer, and, and that, well, intentionally, one is supposed to stop and pause and think about, say, well, yeah, I mean, so if we're accusing, if we're accusing, uh, uh, you know, this guy uh, uh, of being nothing more than a puppet, they'll, someone sticks their hand in his neck and moves his mouth or at least lifts his hand for a vote or whatever the hell, because he, he won't even know where the hell he is, or presumably, and not really, you know, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, but, but if Warnock is just simply there to cast votes for Democrats or the, or the president's position, then how is that any different? And, and, and the, the obvious answer to that should be, should be. Well, because Raphael Warnock uh, is basically capable of thinking, formulating a, a, an idea, understanding what the value of a particular position is, and has decided 90-something percent of the time that a position that he shares with Joe Biden is the way he wants to go on a particular vote. But he is doing it with a comprehension, with a capacity to reason through the nature of his vote. Sometimes it'll be purely political, uh, but, but he can explain this. He understands the context of what he's doing. He basically is part of a deliberative body and is a deliberating individual, to which I can hear the comeback, yeah, but he still just voted 96 or 97% of the time like Joe Biden. Well, to which I would respond, well, when, when the Republicans basically only exist to basically be against Joe Biden, it may make the situation a bit more polarized, a bit easier to basically go along with the president when his positions are even marginally or reasonably rational. And, and, and you may be voting with him where basically were it less uh, polarized and, and were the situation less, less anger-driven and, and, and emotionally charged there might be the capacity for debate. There might be the capacity to form affiliations across party lines to get things done in different ways. We, we saw evidence of that with several of the Build Back Bill-related uh, bills that were passed by, by, uh, by this Senate that became law that are involved in putting money back into American infrastructure and various other, and various other projects that were amazingly accomplished by the Biden administration in, during the first two years of his term. To do that with a 50-50 Senate and granted a slightly larger majority in the House, but to keep all of that under control is, is rather amazing when you look at the history of both houses in recent years. Um, we haven't seen a 50-50 Senate like this in a long time. We had our Joe Manchins and our Christian, and our Christian cinema <clears throat> to make sure that things would never go quite perfectly, smoothly, by pure party line. In, in one sense, that's probably not the worst thing in the world, that there's some pushback within the party. The basis for pushback, however, uh, I wasn't in, in agreement with quite often. In fact, pretty much all the time not in agreement with. <clears throat> but you need and want to have the capacity. You, you don't want to surrender the mental and psychological and, 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 and patriotic capacity for deliberation and thought and debate that is supposed to take place within a chamber like the U.S. Senate. Once you turned it into nothing but a body count, where everybody has to go along to get along, where there isn't any valid debate, then what is the purpose of having a chamber like the Senate or the House? If it's simply getting to the point of numbers, and the thought process really isn't there. If, if the representation of people 
is far less important than the organizational prerogatives getting done, and they're being done in an in a en masse way where you simply, once you're in, your job is to simply vote with your party End of story, nothing else. There's no debate, there's no thought. God knows you don't think about anything. Well, then everyone in the Senate could, or you could argue should be, the mental equivalent of Herschel Walker. I mean, why the hell not? If your only job is to basically go ahead and promote what your part, whatever the, the leaders, whatever they are, but the controllers of power within a body dedicated to its own power and nothing more, really dis dislodged, differentiated from the desires of the American people, from the direction of the country, from all the things that, are, that a representative body is supposed to be. If it's truly representative, there should be some connection with the will of the people. And, and, and this is where the problem, the real problem comes in. We know that the Republican Party is on the wrong side of virtually every major position held by a majority, and in many cases a huge majority, of the American people. They're on the wrong side of Roe v. Wade, of, of abortion rights. They're on the wrong side of gay rights. They're on the wrong side of gun control. They're on the wrong side of, a, of, of the notion, the very notion of maintaining a democracy. They're on the wrong side of promoting Donald Trump. They're on the wrong side. I, they're just on the wrong side of everything. And you begin asking yourself, well, if, if they're what they are, if they are still existing as a party, how is it, what, what, is, what is their function? What is their political function? What, what do they stand for? And this is, this is the problem here. They don't stand for anything recognizable as the will of the American people. Maybe, maybe, okay, I, I, I can hear an argument. We stand for a minority of the country that is focused on um, more, what would be, what would be non-popular extremist views we are the we are the, uh, the 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 refuge. We are the safe harbor for the most extreme groups. Uh, we are there for the racists. We are there for the white supremacists. We are there for anyone uh, with a desire to take the take the place down. Where we're where you go. Now you you never did this. You, we were never that in the past openly. We would never court the loonies, but now the loonies can come here directly. The loonies are no longer under rocks. They're no longer hidden. They no longer uh, deny what they are uh, about. They no longer deny that they are anarchists or they are going to take the place down or that they hate Jews or they hate blacks. The, the, anything, any, anything that binds them in a negative anger-driven, basically fear-driven way, can be expressed openly. And, and the Republican Party makes itself a safe haven for that. Donald, still the titular head of that party, is basically a filter. He is a filter feeder and pulling in all that crap and muck in his shell and basically, again, homogenizing it into the Republican structure, which is to say there's nothing per se that the Republican Party wants to do for America. The Republican Party is about today doing something to America, and that something that it wants to do is impose its power. 
There is no statement of purpose. There is no platform. They ran without a platform when Donald Trump ran for president last time. There's nothing there. They admit to being a cult. They basically are still based on Donald. And with everything that Donald has done of late and continues to do, there's no reason to eschew him because he's not in the way of any policy or program or, or raison d'etre that the Republican Party may be able to apply to itself. Their only reason for existence as they stand right now is to basically impose their power and will on America because it's the only way that they can maintain power, even though they represent a more and more shrinking, ever, ever shrinking percentage of the American people in terms of the attitudes and the notions that are now being associated with being Republican. They are not representative of anything that is within, within the scope of bettering the nation. They are the repository of grievance, of anger, of fear. It's, 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 it's an outright, straight-out situation. Why not have 200, and if you want to have the majority, why not have 218 Herschel Walkers in the House and 51 Herschel Walkers in the Senate, pull down the blinds, turn off the debate, just understand that whatever the hell the position is that is dictated from above is what it's going to be. Don't bother talking about anything. Don't pretend to have any, why, why bother with rules? Why bother with anything? There's mindlessness here. There's just a desire for assertion of control. There's really no basis or reason following the Republican methodology right now. There's no reason to basically govern. Governing gets in the way of asserting power and control over America, and that is expressed by changing and breaking down those things that have been done as part of the natural progressive cycle that America has been in with peaks and valleys for the last 240 years. The Republicans see it right now since they have nothing that they can do or build. Their only function is to assert power by breaking down whatever they can break down and in the process affiliate themselves with whomever or whatever external power sources will keep them in their jobs. But if you're not legislating in a rational, positive way, if, you're, if your connection with the American people has been effectively severed, except that you are a repository of grievance and dedicated to breaking down and dedicated to basically playing out fears, you, you, you have no governance role. So, so the logical extension of all this, the, the conclusion, if you are looking at the Republican way of doing things now, is why bother having government at all? What, 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 do, what do we need? Why, why maintain the fiction of a, of a legislative or a judicial, or all these things the Constitution says, why even bother when we really have no reason to be here except our own power. We are divorced from representing the will of the people, or at least even considering it in many, many ways. We are only here as a fount, uh, as, a, as, a, as a repository of grievance. We want everyone who's angry, pissed off at anyone for any reason to come with us because our activities will appeal to your emotional 
state, they will do nothing of consequence for your practical state, certainly do nothing to further the union called the United States, nothing to better the country, nothing. We are simply where you go when you're so pissed off that you don't know where else to go. Why have a government? And, 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 I, and I think... And I, and I, 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 I pose this as, as Herschel Walker has a reasonable chance, I guess. I think Raphael Warnock has a better chance. But I pose this as Herschel Walker is presented as almost a, is as bald a rise as this, as this sick version of what a politician or what a U.S. senator is supposed to be. The, the, the most cartoonish, ugly, possible uh, re, uh, redrawing of, 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 of what representation is supposed to look like in the world's greatest deliberative body. That's what I was taught the U.S. Senate was. That's how it perceived itself. If this is what the Republicans want to put out there, then what is the future of government? Well, it's, it's not good. It's not good if this is what the Republicans are willing to suffer. They are suffering it because Donald said so. And, well, I mean, but why should that be the end all of the entire thing? Well, no, because the end all, yes, you can argue about the fact that, oh, you know, Donald the other day at this dinner at Mar-a-Lago, he had a white supremacist in there, and he had, uh, and, and he had uh, uh, what's his, uh, Kanye West completely out of his, completely bonkers out of his mind, spouting, uh, spouting anti-Semitism, and, and the, and, that doesn't resonate sufficiently. It doesn't, it doesn't stop them. The perception that we are courting the slugs, the, 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 what you find under rocks within this country, the, the, the fact that these people are being uh, touted as or being supported or, be, or basically just being filtered in by the titular leader of our party does not trigger any kind of a, def at least a defensive response. No one is out there saying, oh, how horrible, we can't have this. No one is saying, that's it for Trump. It's all over. There's no great movement. There's no, there's no sense that the American people will not tolerate this. You see, that's the thing that people always said and, and continue to say. In different, the American people will not stand for this. Well, the American people by and large, do not stand for having uh, the, uh, the former president and the, and the titular ruler of the party on the, on the, verge, of, on the verge of all manner of, uh, of, of indictment and trial and, 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 and conviction. It's all coming up. But to have this individual courting the worst elements, the stuff that normally stayed out of the light, if, if that's not the American people will not stand for this. Americans, if that doesn't elicit that kind of a response, then nothing will elicit it. And, and the question keeps coming up. When, when will people respond? When will Republicans finally just, just eschew Trump and, 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 and Trumpism and just get back to being a political party, a, a recognizable governance-oriented, rules and regulations-following entity rather than this cabal of freaks dedicated to tearing it down and maintaining power at any price, even if, according to Donald, the Constitution is gone. And no one's basically questioning that. It's, it's barely a whimper. He said this. Donald said, well, you know, I, I, I won, and, and, and I still won, and no matter what, I always won, and we have to, and, the, and well, the Constitution is getting in the way, or words to that effect. And it came and it went for Republic. Well, we really don't want to. Well, what are you there for? 
What is, what is your function as a representative or as a senator or, or in any elected position within the Republican Party? If, if the very foundation of the country can be challenged and, and essentially uh, verbally attacked or with the implicit promise that it can be undone simply by the will of this autocrat, this, this clinical narcissist, this, this effing lunatic who basically wants to run the country again. And you can't muster up the cojones basically to, to respond to that. Well, what the hell do you really imagine the future of the country will be like? Not good. Not, not, not good if, if, if you continue along that path. The Republicans are basically, if, if we were in a, in a therapeutic environment, if, if this were a clinical, a psychologically uh, active environment and we were doing all sorts of studies and we were studying the Republican Party as a, as a, a patient in need of intervention, we would be just at the point right about now where the patient finally, well, just still acting out, but shortly, shortly, an intervention will be offered. There'll be a resistance to the intervention. And then, hopefully, the intervention will, will formulate or will create positive results so that the patient can begin the process of rehabilitation. But we're not there yet with the Republican Party. We're back to the same old crap and, and what drove Donald has been driving him all his life, that simply by being a cartoon, by simply being a caricature that shows up in newspapers and gets publicity and everything else, that persona and the fact that it's a semi-real persona is able to do and say virtually anything and people go, oh well, because it's a persona. It's a show, it's the Donald show. You continue to act like a cartoon. You never actually become, certainly not the president of the United States, certainly not even a recognizable version of an American politician. You simply remain in this realm of cartoonishness and there is a forgiveness of sorts or, or a blind eye that is turned to everything you do that would otherwise be utterly and completely unacceptable. No, that's only Donald. You know, it's the Donald show. Donald can say and do these things, but then Donald acts them out. You see, that's, that's the problem. We saw that on January 6th of 2021. What do you think would come next, folks? That, that, was, that was just a little, that was a little sample. That was, that was the free sample that they, we'll, we'll give you a little snort of this drug to basically, so you understand where things are going, okay? But, but uh, you know, if you're a crazy, you want to come back for more. That was the free sample that was given out. The... The, the, the Republicans are so baseless and feckless at this point, so lacking any, any linkage to the notion of America as a country and what it's supposed to be and what their function is as legislators, that there, there's no way that they can get past that. They are just in the pre-intervention stage. And it's going to take another few kicks in the head for them to basically recognize that they require clinical assistance. Now, the first of those, I think, I think, will be Herschel Walker going away, although that won't have too much of a, a resonance. He's, oh, well, you know, okay, yeah, 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 well, you know, no one really expected him to blah, 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 blah. But as we get into the indictment phase of Donald, and Donald begins calling for open insurrection against the country. That's where he's going right now. Because he knows, he knows that it's all, it's only, it's, it's, it's orange jumpsuit for him. For life. At, at the rate things are going for him right now. It, it, 
How do you put a cartoon? What what happens? What happens if Popeye uh, uh, gets uh, convicted uh, and and is given 25 to life? Uh, and 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 what does Olive? You know, and and uh, how how do you look at that? We're gonna have a we're gonna have a trial of a cartoon. Th this is what Donald wants to be, and he knows that if he's a cartoon, we can never quite or his people can never quite understand or elevate themselves to the point of recognizing him as a, as a player within the real world at the level that he's supposed to be playing as a then president, now former president, now basically declaring himself for office in the future. He's a cartoon. How do you prosecute a cartoon? Easy. You prosecute him and prove he's not a cartoon. You take him and you put him in an environment where he cannot <laughs> cartoon his way out of it. You make him basically a defendant. You put him on trial. You stop all of the uh, prevarication. You stop all of the uh, delays. You stop all of the crap and you basically put him in the docket. And you know that his people will never allow him to testify in an open court situation. As bad as the Supreme Court has performed of late, and, and it looks as though they're about to do another one with allowing a, a web designer to choose to not uh, do web designs for weddings of gay people simply because they say so, which opens the door to everybody back, and it, it opens the door to, you know, closing down uh, your place uh, because uh, to black people who come in because I, I have a religious belief about that. This, this is the insanity of, of this decision that seems to be coming down from the Supreme Court. The court, regrettably, seems to be, in its majority at least right now, replicating uh, Trump, replicating the, uh, replicating the, the social, the worst, the worst social um, uh, aspects of republicanism at the moment. It is making itself irrelevant, but other versions of courts around the country, other than the Supreme Court, seem to be able to hold the line because they're the last place to hold up. If we lose the courts generally, we appear to have largely lost the Supreme Court as a functional, responsive entity. Let's, I, I, it's sad to say that, but that's how it seems right now. But if we lose the entire judicial system of the country, then we've got a problem. That judicial system just basically said that the special, uh, the special master that had been granted by this Looney Tune woman on the 11th Circuit, a judge that just got in there, Trump appointed, and completely contrary to all law, practice, norms, etc., that that was no longer there. The Supreme Court has, I think it was seven days within which to basically take this case and, and decide it, and they're apparently avoiding it. There are, by avoid, the court does, the Supreme Court avoids stuff. What, what they don't touch, they can't politicize. That's the one thing that you feel positive, that I feel positive about with the Supreme Court. It's the stuff that they thank God stay away from. When, when they don't give Trump a, a hearing on the election three times with the new three people that he put in there, the, these, these useless, you know, suck-ups, uh, Amy Cohen, oh, please, I can't even think about this. But when they say, no, we're not going to consider uh, reviewing the cases that Rudy is bringing all around the country about the fact that you were robbed and cheated, because we know that there's no evidence. So they at least can do that. They at least can avoid taking cases where they know the entire weight of precedence is against them, unless and until it is a culture war issue. So we, we, we have the benefit of them being able to at least differentiate between structural reality within the country, the structure of government 
and the, and, the, and the fundamentals of the Constitution as they apply to Donald, if Donald were actually a real person, and the cartoonish pandering to a minority of people over culture war issues, which are incredibly dangerous to have a court willing to play that game, and, and, and they're doing it, but at least they're not going to get in the way it seems of letting Donald finally get his just desserts. What happens when he does? What happens when the indictments begin to come down? I predict, and the more I see this, is that the Republicans will simply slide away from him to the next piece of crap. There's no reason why DeSantis won't then trumpicize himself even more, but once nominated, will attempt to run as a rational politician. But his record is already there. And everything that he's done and all of the ugliness that is preceding him is already there. And we're already hearing, oh, no, uh, you know, there are polls that say that he could outtake, he could take Biden out. Look at the last election. And when confronted with the notion that we're simply going to have Trump, too, in whatever form, back in the White House again, and we're going to go through all this crap all over again. When confronted with that, you will see the 8 million vote margin that Joe Biden won by will be spreading out to 12 and 14 million votes. This is my one real hope here. The Republicans are not going to figure this out on their own. They need an intervention. This is not going to be an internally generated you know, resurrection of, 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 of spirit, of meaning, of purpose, of, of once again recognizing why they are in positions of legislative authority or are being elected or what, what it means to represent people, they're not going to get this on their own. They have to basically have an intervention. They have to lose miserably in 2024. They have to watch Donald dragged away and put in a cell. They have to basically get reality testing. It's the only way you're going to begin to break through to these people. I think they've gone too far. There are real Republicans out there that I remember from when I was a kid. They have nowhere to go. They, they basically try to, I, I, I've had these conversations, they try to mouth Republican values. They have to negotiate their words and their thoughts to try to avoid the landmines of the loonies that are out there. They don't have a party any more than any other, uh, than, than the Republican Party is a party at this stage in the game. We're going to see a transition here. And it's going to require the equivalent of an intervention. The changes in the Republican Party will not, I, I can't imagine how they will be simply uh, internally generated by <coughs> rational, thoughtful elements that will suddenly begin to emerge within the party. No, it's going to take major defeats, and those defeats are going to have repercussions. The crazies are going to react. <laughs> we are on a pathway. Just, just look at any, any intervention with any really ill person and, and imagine a bad version of how that intervention goes. And imagine what has to be done in order to basically bring that person out of the horrible state they're in back into a at least at, at first, a non-self-destructive mode and then into a constructive, affiliated mode with the rest of society. That's the equivalent of what we're going to have to do with Republicans here.
it's, it's, gotten pretty, it's gotten pretty bad. I don't see any other way around this. So I, I, I suggest, I, 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 see the, I see another, I see a backside of this. I see, I see something after the intervention, and I see a positive thing going. But I don't think anyone should kid themselves into imagining that it is not going to take the equivalent of a massive, a massive uh, intervention to bring the Republicans out of this stupor they are living in, or this, this, this insane, anger-driven, uh, rambling state that they're in, to remind them who and what they are, to wean them off of Trumpism, and bring them back to be a functional, responsive component of American governance rather than just a vehicle to end the country and take it all down because they no longer can live within the structure of America. They know it. Not, that's not the way they, they, they can't find a way to do that. You can't simply be a grievance pit and an anger expressor and a breaker down of things and still be a functional component of the American government. You can't do it. This is what Republicans have turned themselves into. And an intervention, uh, it's going to be a nasty one, but an intervention is required. And we're working our way towards it, little by little now, as we approach 2024. If you think that everything that came before in the Trump era was upsetting and, 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 and maddening, <sighs> fasten your seatbelts, we're in for a bumpy ride. But there is the other side of the mountain. This is where I, I hold out hope. Central Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. You, get, you don't get to say how it gets to play out, but you do seek hope. And what we have to do as Democrats and progressives and liberals and everybody under the big progressive tent is basically continue to be who we are. Be the agents of positive change, of, of the American evolution, of, of supporting the American experiment, of basically being the, the, what you push off against when you've had enough of the Republican fear and the hatred, that the Democrats are still here. And this is what Joe Biden is so incredibly, incredibly good at bringing out, of saying, of, of expressing to people that I have hope. He is a hope manufacturer par excellence. This is what he is able to do, and at its core, this is what he must do in order to preserve this union right now. There must be this constant beacon of hope, no matter what. Even if it's wrapped in an 80-year-old package that can be a little doddering and, and not look particularly energetic on a given day and maybe, you know, flub a word or two. There has to be this hope engine. And he is that. And he is that with no less intensity coming from within than he's ever had. And like Tom Brady on a football field, he can rise to the occasion still when you need to get that touchdown in the last, uh, you know, 30 seconds of the game. Uh, Biden still has that in him. So, 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 so don't lose hope in that. Don't worry about that aspect of it all. Just don't lose hope on a personal level. That's my real appeal to all of you today. We will somehow get through this, but it will require an intervention that the Republicans, those of them that, that have any kind of honesty about this, realize is necessary and is coming. It's inevitable. And it's going to be starting, the process will be starting very soon. By the spring, Donald will be indicted. It's now, it's now December. It's December 6th. By sometime in the early spring, at the latest, maybe in the late winter, the indictments will come down. 
uh, and the first one will most likely, most likely be the Mar-a-Lago case. Uh, it, there'll be some uh, some back and forth between uh, the Justice Department and and the state of Georgia as to who will bring their indictment first, whether the election tampering thing, which was done in a cartoonish way. Again, it, it, was, it was a cartoon. The cartoon went ahead and, and, and basically tried to, you know, tried to switch the election around. It was Donald the cartoon, the guy who can shoot people on Fifth Avenue. No one was, I'm a cartoon. I'm okay. No. That cartoon is going to be indicted. Popeye in chains. Let, let's see how people begin to react to that. Let's see how a cartoon deals with the real world. You know, I'm, I'm thinking of uh, who killed Roger Rabbit. I mean, there, there's all these different ideas. This, this boundary, this, this soft boundary between reality and and animation and cartooning, and that was brilliantly done. Who, who killed Roger Rabbit? One of, the, one of the best versions of all that. But that's what Donald is. He lives in this soft boundary space, except that he is playing out the ugliest feelings and angers possible and using the ultimate power of the United States to do it. We, we got through, barely got through, one Trump administration. We're still dealing with the fallout and will be dealing with it for quite some time to come. Trumpism is there, is going to be there. But the intervention is coming, and we must not lose hope. We must not lose hope. That's more than anything else what I want to leave you with from this show. But it ain't going to be easy, no matter what. It won't be easy. Don't lose hope, because we have much to hope for and much more to do to make this place a more perfect union. We can. We will. Now sit back and listen to a little jazz.
This is Richard Gazer. You know, it takes lots of time and effort and all kinds of resources to produce the kind of quality program we produce here at Center Left Radio. And it costs money to do it. Now, if we screamed a little louder or thought a little less about what we were saying, we could probably get a few advertisers to pay us to sell their products to a more tribally predictable audience. But that's not who we are or who you are. You come to Center Left Radio for non-commercial, thoughtful commentary. You're looking for an honest, progressive approach to solving America's problems, not exacerbating them. And we're committed to providing all of that. We're one of the few stations offering full-time, non-commercial, progressive programming. And we're the only station, the only one, doing it with a combination of hope, politics, and that most eloquent of all original American art forms, jazz. Think of it this way. We support your needs. Now we're asking you to support ours. Take a moment and go to our website, www.centerlefttalkradio, one word, centerlefttalkradio.com, and go to the donate page. And when you get there, give whatever you can. On a one-time or maybe a recurring basis, $5, $10, $1,000, whatever you can contribute to make center-left radio's unique progressive voice stronger and even more significant as the full extent of the wrongdoing of Donald Trump and his associates becomes all the more evident. And as we seek to hold the House Democrats accountable for the promises they made to the American people during the last election. Yeah, you know what's at stake. And I know, we all know, we can count on you. On behalf of all of us at Central F Radio, thank you. You've been listening to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and thank you once again for being part of today's show. We should begin getting ourselves familiarized. We, we should acclimate to the notion that the Republican Party and Republicanism basically will require an intervention to get beyond the, the repository for grievance and anger and hatred that it's in right now. It's not going to be an easy process, but interventions are required for making people better.